0: Praise the Lord. Brother Lee, come. We are honored. He got our pins for us, celebrated our hundred year, their church. We love this family. They are special, special to our family. Thank you. You may be seen. Amen. It's so good to be in CAC. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but uh, is it okay that, you know, for the next few moments, I'm just receiving from you? Yeah. Amen. Uh, You know, when we saw Brother Showstrand picking us up, there's something within me just leave because I'm home. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God transitioned us to be grandparents and I don't know how to be an apostolic grandparent. This is the first time I'm a grandfather. So, you know, when I they invited me to their home. I'm observing what it means to be a grandfather. I want to be a good grandfather. And I know that I come to the right place to learn from the very best. Amen. Amen. You know, it's so special that the people of God can gather all together to worship Him. Why don't we just leave our hands and just be thankful? Thank you, Lord. That we have this moment right now. Why don't we just thank the Lord?
1: Thank
0: you, Jesus. Come on, just leave our voices all over this place. Never estimate the power of us getting together. Hallelujah. Father, we are so grateful for my brothers and sisters here in this place. Lord, we come together for You. We come together, God, to lift You up. Oh, hallelujah. We come together because You are a good God. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Let's give Him praise all over this place. Hallelujah. Let's give Him praise. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it took us a bit longer to open up. You know, and uh, when we are allowed to come together for services, you, you don't understand that feeling. You know, when I look at my brothers and sisters, I literally cried because we miss each other. Sometimes, you know, we take these little things for granted and I'm going to slow down and just enjoy my brothers and sisters and not fight all the time. Life is too short for us to look for things to fight about. You know, to enjoy, to to have fellowship, you know, what is it to be like you? (laughs) You know, and what is it to be like me? Yes. There are good days and there are bad days. You know, and today I, I, I really feel in the Holy Ghost, you know, I want to talk about something that uh, I never thought about. You know, how many of you ever wondered oh, if Jesus will let a small group, what it will look like? You know, and, and I can't come help it but to think about the last small group that he had, the last small group meeting, and we call it the Last Supper. You know, I know that in the next week onwards, you know, you're going to enter into what we call Palm Sunday and then after that, is some of, uh, scholars will call it the Holy Week. You know, it's very crucial that week. There's so many events that took place to lead to us to Resurrection Sunday. You know, have you ever wondered that one week, so many things happen. You know, they celebrated what they call Palm Sunday. They they rejoiced, Hosanna to the king. But then one week later they crucify him. Yes. I want us to slow down. And I know that it's going to take me many hours just to talk about the holy, week. but I really want to talk about the last small group of Jesus Christ, small group meeting. And it's called the Last Supper. If you have a Bible lesson to Matthew chapter 26, verse 17 and 19, amen. Matthew chapter 26, verse 17 and 19 goes like this Now, on the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying to him, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to a certain man. And say to him, the teacher says my time is at hand, and I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. Amen. Shall we just lift our hands and ask God to help us? Father, Lord, let us feel, God, whatever that needs to take place today, God, as we remember you. Lord, as we unpack the story of the Last Supper, God, help us see from various angles as disciples. Help us feel your heartbeat. And God, let us slow down so that we can ponder and be like you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, help us. Anoint me. Your word is already anointed. So, I'm praying, God, that you anoint me, Lord, to capture. God, all the essence of that that, 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 uh, that few hours, God, that, that, that changed the world. So Father, in the name of Jesus, God, help me. Amen. You know, I don't know about you, every time when I read the four Gospels, we'll go to uh, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke about the study of uh, what happened in the Last Supper. And then when you study, you know, you, when you study uh, the story of the Last Supper, you really have to take all these four Gospels together to get a better view. Amen. It's it's just like counseling. Okay, uh, you cannot just only hear one one party. You know, if a wife comes in and and and, and about the husband, you cannot just. Hold, hold, you, you cannot just listen from the the, 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 the wife point of view, you need to hear from, from other people's point of view to so that you can have a better picture, right? And and I realize, you know, when I study about uh Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there's only one chapter describing the Last Supper. Have you noticed that? But in the book of John, beginning from John chapter 13 all the way to 18 there were five chapters of what really went on Amen It wasn't a short meeting <laughs> Amen he he really get the people involved and and the small group meeting was so different because he ministered and 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 notice this before this last supper if you read the scripture properly he Before that, he was prophesying about his crucifixion. He knew that he was going to die and he dropped hints here and there. I I don't know about you, but if I know that I'm going to die, I will only think about myself. But Jesus still had time to have last supper to give him, to minister to his disciples. What a God! He was so selfless, you know, he knew that he's going to be tortured. He knew that he's going to be rejected, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Amen. He was so selfless, you know, I I don't know, but if I'm going to have a small group meeting and I know that I'm going to be tortured and crucified, amen, I I don't think I can say anything. I, I want the people to pray for me but 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 he did not he prayed for peter that he would not deny him say i pray that your faith will not fail and then in john 17 he prayed for the church amen that we will be one you know we, we 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 thought it was just about him uh, having uh, instituting this thing called uh, the lord's supper but he was in prayer for his disciples and he prayed for you and i in john chapter 17 amen you know when when i start to slow down and and realize that that it wasn't just a meal by the way i told our small group leaders you know that that most ministry that jesus did was on the meal table after a meal amen everybody say praise the lord it's good to have a meal together Amen. I, I love it when when, when Sister Children invited us to have a meal at home. You know, something about eating that that, that lowers people's God. <laughs> Amen. Something about meeting like this, you know, that that that, that we was posed and and remember that we belong to a family. Amen. Amen. You know, so many times our young people are saying this, oh, I have no time to have a meal. But, but don't you understand, if, if you don't have a meal together, you lose your identity as a family. Amen. Amen. We need to slow down and see what Jesus did. He had, he had the Last Supper, you know, with his disciples. He slowed down and he says, if I'm going to die, I'm going to spend time with those people that matter. No, the job is not gonna wait for me. No amount of ministry is more important than me spending time with these precious people. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody say, Praise the, Lord. Praise the Lord. So he begins. You know, we call it, I call it Jesus Small Group Meeting. <laughs> he begins with a meal. Amen. We call it, uh, he celebrated what we call uh, uh, the Passover meal and it was a significant event in the life of Jesus and His disciples. It took place on the eve of His crucifixion and was the final meal that Jesus shared with His followers. And during this meal, Jesus taught and emphasized several important lessons. Number one, He instituted the Lord's Supper. Amen. Amen. Jesus introduced the partaking of the Lord's Supper, symbolizing His body, His blood, which was sacrificed for the sins of humanity. He broke the bread, representing His body, and shed the wine, symbolizing His blood, instructing His disciples to partake of these elements in remembrance of me. You know why? He wants to have a meal. He says, it's going to be rough. It's going to be tough. But remember this moment that i'm breaking bread with you and and i've spoken many things and one of those things that i'm going to be speaking about is that they will reject you as they reject me but remember we are a family remember that i will not leave you comfortless that you will no longer be an orphan because i will come to you you know, at that moment, they were not they were understanding what Jesus was all about. Man, we are having a meal. It's like Thanksgiving meal. And then why Jesus was, was, was talking about this this whole, uh, 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 if I can see it, uh, 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 rites or, or some people call it the sacrament of, 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 of breaking bread because there is going to be tough times coming ahead. And then at that moment, Jesus wants them to take in remembrance what I've said. He, he did not just talk about, he did not just predict about uh, 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 Judas uh, betraying him and, 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 and Peter, you know, denying him. He, he didn't just talk about that, but, but in a small group meeting, imagine if somebody were to prophesy over you, you huh, will betray me. In in, in a small group meeting uh, uh, You know uh, When Jesus looked at Peter And said I prayed for you That your faith will not fail And then he stood up and said never Wow Talk about an incredible small group meeting I mean, you're having a small group meeting with somebody who's going to betray you, but yet you're still reaching out to him. Say, hey, hey, you know what? He's still loving him. And he was at the last moment still reaching out to Judas. Yeah. And let me help you understand something. Small group leaders, if you are small group leaders, I, I have a lot of small group leaders and, and all small group leaders always wanted is, you know what? Perfect people. <laughs> Amen. When we do reshuffling and, oh, I don't want this person, I don't want this person. Jesus had a Judas. If Jesus had a Judas, what makes you think that you would not have one? But yet, he still ministered. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, and, and I'm not going to read a lot of scripture, but, but could it be that when, 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 when Jesus instituted... The Lord's Supper, he, he's asking them, remember what I've said, remember. You know, I, I never thought about that, but but you know, when you, you know, when you think when you eat certain food, like like when when we are here, you know, when we are in the when when we are in Singapore and, and we eat that kind of spaghetti, and sometimes it brings me back to where? USA. And, and when did I eat those food? It, it may be with the show strand. You know, we have a joke, you know, the Hong Kong fly. Amen Every time we we, we, we talk about Team Sam Amen Who do you think of? Talis And then every time When when, when Jesus was breaking bread He said Remember I ministered Remember I I prophesied about my death Remember don't give up This This must come In order for you To have eternal life Don't give up Come on, don't give up. When you break, remember me. Remember me. Remember me. Remember the miracles. Remember. Remember the loads of bread that I multiplied. Remember the fishes. Remember. I am the great I am. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. You know what? I'm so guilty after reading this verse. You know, uh, when we take communion, we, we do it quickly. We don't, you know, it's just, I I don't know about you, in Singapore, the the communion is one cup, one biscuit. And we do it in a service, and and sometimes I just eat it because I ask God to forgive me. But I, I did not ponder about the stories that were before that. How He saved me, how He cleansed me. Oh, when I was baptized in Jesus' name, when I was lost. You know, I, I, I do it so quickly because maybe I'm hungry. I wish there were more. And I'm thirsty. Mmm, the syrup tastes horrible. <laughs> you know, that's all I was thinking about. But I didn't pause for a moment like the way when, when we were eating. You know, sometimes when we eat some food, we take photo and we send over to the person that we associate this food with. I remember you. You know, I have a good friend, Brother Raymond Woodward. I always remember him because of Tim Hortons. You know, he's a good friend and we were passing by, uh, Tim Hortons, and I took a photo and I said, Bro, I'm praying for you and I'm thinking about you. Guess where I am? Tim Hortons. And I do this in remembrance of you. (laughs) You know, and and, and that's what I think Jesus was really wanting us to accomplish And not just about the ritual The spirit is more important than the activity You know, it may not mean a lot to you But when we go into this place When they talk about Hawaii And they are eating Tim's up And they are thinking about Singapore It moves me so much And I am well loved And I'm a family beyond the shores of Singapore. And I have a family and I belong to the family of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he says, do this as often. And you remember me. Because sometimes we forget about him. Sometimes life is so, you know, uh, demanding. That's why we need to sit down. Why did Jesus die for He died for her family? He died for you and me. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Praise God. And then another thing that he thought, according to John, is that he also thought about servant leadership. Amen. Jesus demonstrated humility and service by Washing his disciples' feet, a task typically reserved for the lowest-ranking servants. He taught his disciples the importance of serving one another with love, humility, emphasizing the true greatness, comes from becoming a servant. You know, I, I find it amazing that the other three gospels except John talks about servanthood. John saw things in details, in 3D. That the other disciples never recorded. And he says that we, remember this, we serve one another. It's not about any position. When you are a family, we don't care about positions, we serve one another. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Are you with me here again? Who are you serving today? Who are you serving today? We got to ask ourselves this question in our care groups or in our small groups. I say, stop having the consumer attitude. That you come to a church and say, what can this church offer me? If you are that kind, you don't belong to Jesus. That spirit is wrong. Yeah. When everybody comes to small group meeting they are told to use their giftings to contribute to help somebody live the life of faith yes. amen everybody say praise god. praise god if you know that in in singapore our young people have an entitlement attitude and that's dangerous what's it in for me nothing <sighs> Everybody say, praise God. But if you think about His goodness, you think about how the Lord has been good to me. We enter His gates with thanksgiving. Yes. Amen. When you start to recognize that, that when I stand on this pulpit, I have no idea why I'm here. Brother show friend, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve to be a pastor. I don't deserve your friendship. All I can say is thank you, Jesus. Yes i don't deserve this life i don't deserve health amen and when that happens when i understand the goodness of god and the grace of god he transforms me everybody say praise god And another thing that happened in a small group ministry, you know, the prediction, there are two predictions Judas' betrayal and Peter's denial. Imagine, as a small group leader, we're supposed to encourage everybody, but then you turn and allow the Spirit of God to move. You betray me. I will walk out of that small group. (laughs) Amen. I mean, what kind of small group is this? She was reaching. He was ministry. Two different respond. Amen. But nevertheless, God loves us. Yeah. That we must speak the truth in love. Yeah. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, we must speak the truth in love. I tell people this, this is not a goofy club. Where everybody is trying to have fun if you want to have fun don't join this club because we end up being playmates rather than brothers and sisters in christ oh lord help me do you know brothers are very straightforward to each other we don't filter (laughs) amen come on everybody say how many of you have siblings here and when you do something wrong they tell you that it is i can say it because he's my brother you're an idiot. <laughs> but we won't tell it to other people like that. Right? And, and, and you know what? I realized this. You know, in a small group, the Bible says they that worship must worship Him in spirit and truth. And God wants a group of people that are truth seekers, yeah. Yeah. not our playmates. Amen. You know, have you ever wondered this? I, I, I didn't get it. You know, if I were the board member of Jesus, you know, when, when the rich young man came over, what must I do, you know, to, to attain, inherit uh, eternal life? And, and, and you know what? Uh, Jesus told him to sell everything. Jesus didn't, did, did, didn't filter. I mean, uh, if I was a board member, hey, uh, relax, Chill. He's still a new Christian. But Jesus knew exactly what he needed to say. You know what I've learned? Sometimes we are so politically correct that at the end of the day, the person don't get the message. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord, but this is not an excuse to be rude. Come on, amen. I I hope you understand this. You know, I had... uh, uh, brother and sister show straight and tell me straight things. And I so appreciate that. I so appreciate Papa and Mama giving that straight talk. You know, some people, when they talk to you, you don't know what they're getting at. You know, they talk to you, it's like, huh? Are you talking about me? But Jesus did not give, are you talking about me? He went straight. You will deny me you will betray me. Wow. Everybody say praise God. God. You know, I thought that our small groups had problems, but when I start to look at Jesus' small group, wow, He had problems. You know what the bottom line is? When people come together, it can be very messy. You're not perfect, I'm not perfect. Amen. That's why some people are afraid of going into small groups because if I join the small group, They're going to see me, my ugliness, the bad, the the good, the bad, and the ugly. Come on, everybody say amen. Amen. You know, but if I have to get through to true intimacy, I have to work through that. I have to work through that. I I have to be myself, amen. And At the same time, I have to practice self-control at the same time i've got to practice forgiveness and that's why it is so important for us to be a part of some kind of community and not just your husband and wife everybody say praise god, praise god. amen and then another thing that i love about the last supper did, did you not know that jesus in the last supper talked about you know what the promise of the holy spirit Oh, we thought it was a whole chapter uh, different. No, in John, chapter 14, verse, sorry, in John, uh, he talks about 14, verse 15 to 18, talks about the Holy Spirit. Where did he talk about the Holy Spirit? During the Last Supper. Well, I thought this, Wrongly, I thought, oh, it's when Jesus was just gathering together. But when he talk about the prediction that the Holy Spirit will come when they were having small groups meeting, not only did he tell the people the problem, he offered the hope. Yes. Yes, he did. Everybody say praise God. Let's, let, 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 let's read the scripture for a moment. John chapter 14, verse 15 to 18. If you love me, keep my commandments. If I pray the Father and He will give you another helper, and He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Everybody say, Spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive, because it is neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you, and I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Amen. You know, I'm going to leave for a while. They're going to crucify me, you know, but I will come to you. It is not the end of the story. You know, I've I've heard a lot of preaching about Good Friday, about Resurrection Sunday, but I've never heard the preaching on Saturday. You know, Saturday was the quietest season. It was dark, disappointment, reflection, condemnation, trusting when I can't see. Three years we've given the disciples. Think about it, three years we've given our life to this man. We saw him perform miracles and now he dies. And there was quietness. There was darkness. Saturday was a quiet time. Amen. I don't know about you, but you know, when my father passed away, I had a lot of reflection to do. I regret. I cried. I grieved. All kinds of emotions. I smile. I remember him, the good days and the bad days, and I wish that he's still around, that I can hear his voice. I will beg for that moment that I could spend one more hour with my father and that was going through their minds and some of them i don't know they may be blaming each other you 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 didn't do this you you don't point the head you also ran out you, you were a coward uh, but Peter, you, you you deny him uh, but where were you guys all kinds of emotions it was darkness right. it was not a fun place to be Amen. Are, are you with me? It wasn't a fun place to be, yeah. in darkness. All kinds of emotions: once blame, then you anger, then then you get sorrowful because you miss his friendship. Yeah. All in one day. It wasn't a fun day to be. But this day reminds us of our humanity. Yeah. Amen. Everybody, say praise God. praise God. Come on, everybody, say praise God. Yeah. And then we have to go through seasons where we don't quite understand. I don't quite understand why God took my pastor, the Willoughby's home. Up to now, I still don't understand, but I just got to trust that he has a bigger plan because Resurrection Sunday is around the corner. Oh, I'm so glad. You know when, when our brothers and sisters have gone over to the other side That there is a brand new day for them That resurrection Sunday, there is another hope There is another, oh God help us yes, yes. That's a new beginning for them yes. This is not it you say, Oh, Pastor, I don't understand why my life is so rough. I got great news for you. Because this is not the only life that you live. Amen. Because God promises no eye have seen, no ears have heard. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Oh, oh, but there's coming a time where there is a better hope. There is a, oh, there is eternal life. Amen. Have you ever pondered that we will live forever? How long forever looks like? I cannot fathom. I cannot fathom what forever looks like. Amen. Everybody say praise God. God. I am so glad there is a second life after this. But the Bible says you have to be born again. Amen. Some of you have it rough. I have Chinese brethren that cannot worship God so freely every Sunday. So when they come to our conference, they will swing from one end to the other end, praising God. And I look to them, I don't deserve the freedom that I have. But look at these people swinging from one end, praising God and shouting because, you know what? They are living in persecution. I don't understand. But I got good news for you Amen The day will come Amen They're going to celebrate for all of eternity (laughs) Praising the Lord Amen Hallelujah And after that he gave a new commandment Amen During this this small group meeting After he does all these things And then he talked about a new commandment and he needs to speak to us today because john chapter 13 verse 34 35 he says a new commandment i give to you that you love one another as i have loved you that you also love one another by this all but know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another you know what It gives me great joy to see my family members loving each other. Amen. I I was so glad that that, that Abby was telling me that uh, uh, Jesse cooked a meal for the entire family. I was so glad to hear that that my son took uh, uh, Abby to church together. I was so glad that they're learning how to function as a family. Amen. God looks at us. Do we have love for one another? Or has has this thing become a a power struggle of, of who is in charge and a power struggle? Amen. You know, my heart grieves if the family of god doesn't know how to take care of one another because not too long from that they had a, a a political situation you know when 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 i think it was two disciples say oh who shall sit on the left and who shall sit on the right they were becoming political in the kingdom of god there's no politics amen everybody say praise god it doesn't matter as long as we stay together as a family, we continue the Father's business, he be glorified. <sighs> Here's something that, that, that I want to share a story with you, which uh, is a good story that will illustrate a point. You know, every Singaporean have to serve the army for 18 years, uh, sorry, in two years. But when they hit 18 years old, they have to join the army. And I joined the army. I had a stress fracture in training. I fractured my leg, so they put me as a stallman so that I don't have to do heavy stuff. But nevertheless, they had a job that needs done, and it's not my company; it's someone else's company. And they told us that we have to carry all the rifles and exchange it for brand new rifles. If I don't do it, I won't go home. Repeat. After me. If I don't do it, I won't go home. Amen. If I don't do it, I won't go home. So all my friends want justice. They sat around, not fair. It's not our company. I, I, I was just, while they are bickering, I was just taking the rifle. And they were saying, not fair. They wanted to, to start a mutiny. I was just continuing. <laughs> and they asked me, hey, you're making us look bad. Are you trying to be promoted. I, I look at them, you're crazy getting promoted. All I want to do is to go home. I don't know about you, but all I want to do is to be busy around the Father's business. If we all can cooperate, Jesus can come back faster. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, I'm not this in for the political game. I'm this for the going home game. Come on, are you with me here today? I don't know what you are supposed to do, but, but let's get it get busy. Whether it's is this drama that will portray the message of the gospel, let's do it. Come on. Oh, oh, oh you know what? Who gets who become Jesus that doesn't matter. Who become Judas, that doesn't matter. But if, if this needs to be clean, if this needs to be clean, and then if I can a little bit do my part to help somebody understand the gospel, I'll do it. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. And he thought about one of my favorite stories, the true vine. John chapter 15, I didn't know that he was doing this, right, in the Last Supper table. I mean, when you put everything in context, wow, Jesus did a lot. Talk about our agenda for small group. He has no agenda. (laughs) He just flowed in the Holy Ghost. He began to teach. Amen. And then after this Last Supper, you know what they had? They had an overnight prayer meeting. And I have no time to talk about the prayer meeting. Wow. I mean, I was like, wow. He start teaching about the true vine. When the Bible says there's a true vine, it means there's a false vine. Yeah. Pluck into the true vine. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Everybody say, Praise the Lord. You know again the true vine talks about in relationship with god i i i wish i had time to talk about that that that, that alone is a sermon on its own john chapter 15 verse 1 to 8 powerful powerful sermon i still remember as a new christian i don't know what to do i say god i want to be plugged lord show me what it means to be connected to the true vine lord i want to abide in you i want to make this a lifestyle lord because if i'm not plucking to the true vine if i don't prune and then things that will take away my attention i will not bear fruit so i begin to seek after god what it means and i begin worshiping him i begin to let god fill me up all together when 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 you start to learn how to worship god that you come to place where you will behold the glory And it's that glory that changes you (sighs) Listen, don't try to leave God with your own will You'll fail Colossians talks about will worship Amen, some of this behavior Look, I'm, you know what? A lot of times when we talk about the Christian lifestyle It's all about behavior modification rather than life transformation Not the same You know, I find myself so guilty when my children say that I messed up. You do better. Or I could have led them to the present. Don't worry, God still loves you. Let's enter into the present. Let's humble ourselves, God. I need you. And there are times, I'm going to tell you honestly, how many of you ever come down to the altar and make promises to God and you still break it? You know, I will sit in the front place and I will come right away. But the next camp meeting is going further. Then I'll sit all the way back because I'm so tired of giving God promises and God says to me, because you're doing it, I need to do it in you. Stop trying to clean yourself. Sometimes we have this mentality that, oh, I get good to get God, but we get God to get good. So what it happens is that I run down the altar and say, God, I cannot even trust myself and I'm so tired of breaking your heart. Help me not break your heart. Repentance is about breaking God's heart. It's never got to do about entering the kingdom of God. God, I know this hurts you, but I'm weak, God. I'm weak. I don't want to hurt you anymore, God. I don't want to. And I begin broken before the Lord. I says, you know why? Because if I use uh, uh, behavior modification, it's the worship of your will. And, and when you worship your will, we become proud. And God resists the proud person. Amen. When I come before God, I'm broken. God, I don't know what to do. I can't even stand me. This is the process of death. Amen. And, and, and lo and behold, God touches me in the glory of the Lord. And I find myself instead of just praying normal tongues, I pray on the new tongue. Amen. I talk about, uh, uh, you know, intercession. The Spirit of God takes over and then transform me. Uh, all those desires suddenly are eroded. And I become a new man in Christ Jesus. He's alive. He is alive because I'm partaker of that mercy. When I see someone broken, I say, bro, I was just like you. I don't tell them, oh, you got to go five steps. I say, come on, let me bring you down the altar. Come on, let's stay broken before God. Come on. Oh, Oh, let me show you how it prays. And when you start to pray, you transmit faith. You understand what it means to be broken. You see, a lot of leaders, listen very carefully to me. One of those things that I look for a leader is the broken factor. Someone who, 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 who knows what it means to fail. Someone who knows how it is to give mercy. Someone who knows how to pray through. They are not talking about their, 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 their finish or graduate PI or, or finish or any discipleship. They know what it means to touch Jesus. Everybody say praise God. Praise God. Ah, here's my favorite one. He prayed for sanctification and unity john chapter 17. you know there's a lot of talk about unity but people feel, feel to forget jesus talked about truth first before he talked about unity because so much of unity that we are talking about is tolerance and not patience i'm patient with my saints but i'm not tolerant okay that's two different things patience still hopes that the day will come that god will touch them and, and 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 they will change Tolerance means I'm done. I don't want to expect anything from this person anymore. I mean, I would not tolerate, I know my children are watching this, you know. You know, if, if Sean, Sean is a great guy, will beat up my daughter, I would not tolerate that. Come on, all parents say amen. amen. And likewise, when, 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 when we are praying, you know, we're praying for the truth to sanctify them. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, truth cannot, cannot take priority over unity. I've seen parents, parents trying to get everybody involved. They, they start to accept certain behaviors for the sake of unity. For the sake of unity. I say again, for the sake of unity. There is a false unity and there is a true unity. We see that in the Tower of Babel. They were united, they had one language. Come on. I'm for unity, but not at the expense of truth. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Lord. Because you will not have holy unity, you have unholy unity. Everybody say praise God. God. And then he prayed for unity. After truth, he prays for unity. Amen, he prays that we are going to be one. You know, it brings me to the story. You know, when I, t- I, I do marriage counselling all the time, and, and, and I, I told a person, like, like maybe for instance, Josh is married to Charlene. So when you marry, there's no more Josh and Charlene. It's Jocelyn. You, you understand what I'm saying? That you become one. I, I wish that we become one, totally one. Because when one member hurts, the others hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That we were gossip less. Hello? Come on, hello? Some people talk about all those things that need to happen, but they have no control over their mouth. When you have no control over their mouth, your religion is worthless. That's what James said. Amen? Hello? You know, I, I, I told our church this, be careful of your careless whisper. I know "Callous Whisper is a song you know, by George Michael. I'm not going to try to sing that, sorry. But you know, there's a lot of Careless Whisper because you never know the impact it can do to this church. My wife has a very good doctrine. I'm going to share it with you. If there's nothing good to say, don't say. Come on, say it together. If there's nothing good to say, then don't say it. Okay, everybody say praise the Lord. Then there's another dimension, it's called callous teaching. You know where we find our callous teaching? YouTube. We go after people, you know, it's like a buffet spread, rather than you go to a pastor. Do you know why you need a pastor? The pastor knows exactly what you need. But if you go internet, you choose whatever you like. You think it's a buffet spread. I like this, I like this, I like this. Mm, Amen. Hallelujah. But then you don't want to cover the foundations, the foundations of of right relationship, the foundations of God being one, the foundations of being born again, the foundations. So you need to get yourself in some kind of foundations. Amen. Because I see all the time people, you know, tell me, hey, pastor, you know, this person is talking about prosperity. Why are we prospering? You know, you you hear that all the time. I, I don't like to come to your church because it's so much... Commitment. Your church needs to have more grace. Goofy grace. Amen. The grace that, that says one save, always save. But when you look in the book of Epistles, it doesn't teach us one save, always save. But nevertheless, I also tell people that salvation is not like, like you are losing your keys. <laughs> you, you know, you know that's one extreme. I don't want people to walk in fear all the time. I want them to walk in intimacy. Right. So we got to find the truth with grace. And, 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 and those that talk about goofy grace, yeah. I believe in grace. Right. Amen. I am the product of grace. Right. Everybody say praise the, praise the Lord. Therefore, we have to be very careful in these last days about us coming together as one. Because let me tell you something. Can I be truthful? When people don't put God first, they put themselves first. I teach our care group members, right? There are 10 commandments of small group. Violate any of them, it no longer becomes the care group that God wants it to be. You see, what are the 10 commandments? The 10 commandments? because that was the 10 commandments that God gave to the children of Israel It's like some people call it the charter of human relationships if you don't have that 10 commandments in your small group there's only one God that you shall not make any idol because people will come and make themselves the focus of the care group have you been there before? Oh, I've been hurt, I've been hurt. And then they make an idol, you know, and it becomes a support group instead of a discipleship group. Amen. Everybody say praise praise God. John chapter 17, verse 17 and 19, it says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you send me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. For their six. I sanctify myself, and they also be... May be sanctified by truth. Amen. Everybody say praise God. praise God. You know, slow down. Think about all these lessons in your. Meditate about it. You know, I, there are so many other things that I'm not covering because Jesus did talk about rejection. In John 19, chapter 16 and 16, you know, all of us like to be well loved. Who don't want to be loved? I like to be loved. I love to be popular. How many of you like to be popular? Come on, I like to be the popular one. I I, I don't like to be the, the the person that crashed the party. It depends what kind of party. If it's the Holy Ghost party, then it's okay. But if it's not the Holy Ghost party, then it's dangerous. Amen. There may be a golden calf, and they call that golden calf Jehovah. You know, I, I I've realized about humanity. We all gotta got go back to the simple thing, that's why. When small groups take communion, it's so powerful because we have to go through this series of teaching. Amen. In in Tabernacle of Joy, we promote our people to take communion in a small group because it's more meaningful. And just like you guys, I notice you guys are breaking bread all the time. You know that? Every meal you go to, there's a bread in front of you. Amen. Amen. Right? Singapore, we don't have that. I, and I think it's good that you have a break in front of you. And you take time to think about somebody died so that we can have this fellowship. You know, I, I, I've always looked at it this way you know, because of Jesus, I know the true strengths. Amen? Amen? Come on. I mean, what is the likelihood for us to meet? I mean, but God knows everything. And He connects the right people at the right places. So, you know, when you take bread, break, you take a moment, Jesus caused us to have this fellowship. He was broken so for us to have unity. He was broken so that you and I can meet. What is the chances of me meeting you in Singapore? None. Come on, think about that. You know, sometimes we see each other so often. And we take for granted each other. And we start not being unkind. When God says, hey, when you break it, remember there was a body broken so that you can have true unity. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. You know, and, and I don't have time, but I'm going to quickly go through it. The Garden of Gethsemane was a time of sorrow and prayer tells us the importance of prayer, tells us to brother. you know what, listen, there's a pattern here that I want you to get if, if you forget everything, there's a pattern. The pattern is this, no matter what happens, when you are going through the worst crisis of your life, never forget the prayer closet. I mean, come on, Jesus could have rest, he could have made himself look better, getting ready for burial or whatever, but you know what he did, he went to pray. Whatever it is, he went to pray. How big the problem is, he went to pray. Oh, he went to travail. He went to prayer. He went to prayer. If, oh, oh, if we people learn how to go to the prayer room instead of trying to just sort it out of yourself. Can, can I share something with you? I was so upset with Bishop Willoughby. I was so upset with him and I was ready to let it all out. But Brother Willoughby went to pray before. <laughs> Coming to this meeting. I was ready to throw in my resignation. I know you guys are very good, but I'm bad. I walk into that room. And when I walk into the room, I feel glory. And I was like, I begin to tear. I begin to tear. And I realize the issue wasn't Brother Willoughby. So Brother Willoughby asked me, So, what's the problem? I am the problem. (laughs) And I went to the prayer closet and pray. If only the people of God would spend more time in prayer than trying to sort it out yourself. I remember, I don't know what it is. When I went before him, I just go, (sighs) and I end up saying, (laughs) Bishop, pray for me. I have a bad attitude. Amen. It was a time of prayer. And then He taught us to pray, Oh my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, Your will be done. He taught us to pray, Oh Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as You will. Amen. Amen. You know what? Jesus continued to pray, even others did not pray. Don't look at other people and get frustrated whether they pray or not You just go pray You just go pray And in the Garden of Gethsemane Jesus taught us how to deal with crisis in our life Don't worry about what people think You do what's right You do what's right You continue to do what's right Hallelujah Hallelujah and then in the middle of prayer, here comes the betrayal Judas. I, I, I don't get it, you know, you know. And, and here comes Peter going, to cut uh, Malchus' ears. Remember that story? And you say, What are you doing? Touch the ears. He's still ministering. They came to arrest him, they came to beat him up. He was still ministering. So in the midst of a trial, it doesn't give you an excuse that you can just do whatever you want. Oh, someone does this, you know. You have the obligation to do what's biblically correct. Oh, someone did this to me. Yeah, I'm sure, but we are not of the world. We are not of the world. What is your response? It's not to justify the reason of your behavior. It's instead of being uh, uh, reactive, you respond. Too many of us are thermometers. When we are sold to be a thermostat, the Holy Ghost will come in. Yes, you wrestle. So many times I don't believe that people have done bad things to my children and I cannot take it. You know, you touch me, it's okay. Touch my wife, you die. Amen? We are the protector. I still remember when one man, one man, did Her wrong. I wanted to kill that man. Yeah. I'm sorry because she's the one that's innocent. And Brother Willoughby says he's living in the hands of God, it's easier said than done. I told him that. And then I was looking, she was so shaken and she's so afraid to come to church. Sister, so friend, you know how people can be so mean, so antagonistic, and intimidating that she is afraid of going to church. but. I thank God that she has a walk with God because, you know, she went into the prayer closet, she cried out to God, and she reached out to God, and, and then, you know what, I, I needed to see that part of my wife, you know, because ministry is tough, it's tough, and she, she went to the God that is able, when the Bible says, when I'm weak, he's strong, and she went in there, and then she came out of the prayer closet, and I'm going, okay, whatever we need to do to make it right, we'll do it, I will serve the Lord with all my heart come on everybody say praise the Lord there'll be times of testing don't you never say there'll be time of testing there'll be time for you to be disloyal there'll be time for deception but you need to get into the prayer closet and pray until you get a right attitude and in the trial Jesus was condemned amen you know what I really believe? All the disciples saw the, the weeping. And Peter began to be shivering. Amen. He saw all the torture and, and and you know what? I don't care how strong you are, but when the world comes after you. Let's not talk about the world comes after you. Because I've said this, I've seen parents, when, the, when, when, when they are caused to draw the line with their children, they can't. Hello. You know what? The devil always attack. The devil always attack the closest one. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't love them, but there are times where you have to draw the line. Yeah. There are times where you know how to live for God, and show them what it means. Amen. Everybody, say praise God. praise God. Again, I'm going to go quickly now. Group Friday, the ultimate sacrifice reminds us that. We must sacrifice, just like Jesus sacrificed. Then Saturday, a time of waiting and trusting. Faith expects. Trust accepts. Let me say that again. There are times when faith cannot get you out of the trials because things are not getting better. Trust lifts your faith up. Trust is saying, God, I pray for this. It doesn't happen, but I trust you. You know exactly what you are doing. I love what Sister Shostran was praying in the car. I said, Lord, give them power, but if not, we trust in your higher purpose. Amen. Sometimes what is needed is not faith, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do you know why we need to trust God? Because we don't have the answers, we don't have the foresight. We trust God because, listen, we must trust God because humanity is flawed. That's why we need to learn how to trust God. Amen. Then Resurrection Sunday reminds me as a disciple maker, there is good news around the corner. There is hope. Oh, there is the infilling of the Holy Ghost. There is victory over sin. Oh, death, where is thy sting? hallelujah that's why again when we celebrate all these events we got to put them all together to make meaning of it all that's why I love it when you are reacting from the Last Supper because you are guys are gonna tell the whole world this is the whole narrative you got to know it because this is the power that drives us this is the the power that propels us to go out to do all the things that we are doing for all men to know Jesus Christ Everybody say amen. Amen. Come on, everybody needs to get involved in the gospel. And the gospel is the greatest news that everybody deserves to hear. Amen. Everybody say praise God. God. Yes, you will cause us sacrifice just like Jesus was sacrificed. You know, the first thing I told our church people, this is the spirit of Antichrist. The first thing that you will do is to remove sacrifice, to make Christianity look easy. First thing. Amen. You know, I tell people all the time this, okay? Hear me now. I say, discipleship is not difficult. Say, discipleship is not difficult. It is impossible because you need the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hello? That's why God gave us a spirit of truth. That's why God gave us power. That's why God gave us authority. That's why God gave us a spirit that knows how to pray and intercede for us. So that we can be victorious and we can call upon that name in the name of Jesus. Everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, let's leave our hands all over this place. Let's, let's stand to our feet. Amen. Let's, let's give him the praise and the honor that is due to his name. Come on. I don't know about you, but, but, but I, I think all of us need to slow down and, and, and start to think about all these stories that, that, that I've just shared. Amen. Come on, just thank the Lord right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on. He is a good master. When Jesus says he loves you, he did not just give you some flowery words, but he came now as a man. He humbled himself as a man. Uh, he showed us what it means to live like a human being. Amen. And and every time when he does something, it's never for himself, but it's for us. You know, how many of you have children? How many of you children? You know, I, I remember my youngest son coming to me, and one time he said, "This, Daddy, when I grew up, I want to be like you." How does it make you feel? Wonderful, isn't it? And I wonder today, you know, with all these stories, God has helped us to be like Him. He's given us the Spirit. He's given us the Word. You know, at the end of the day, I don't want a big ministry. I told God I don't want a big ministry. At the end of the day, I don't want to preach the large crusades. I, at the end of the day, I, I, I don't want to just be a good husband. At the end of the day, when I stand before you, I want to say, I just want to be like you. Can we just leave our hands all over this place? Let's reach out to God. Come on, just just reach out to God today. Amen. Let's go back to the basics right now. Let's go back to the cross. Let's go back to that table and sup with Him. Let's remember what the Lord has done.